Cash money heroes. Private jets. Polish. Stay everybody yes yes it is true the time has come for me to you come from me to you I don't know all right that is correct the blitz podcast is back for another week and I have a bunch of topics that I would like to talk about as well as a little snip preview of what we could be having in the near future but that, I'm going to save that to a little bit later in the episode. First up, man, the weather has been absolutely incredible. A few weeks ago, uh, my buddy Boomer, he messaged, he showed me the amount of snow that he got. Well, apparently it was our turn yesterday. We had a couple of inches of snow everywhere. Highways were absolutely horrible. It just was not a fun time. Kids loved it. And, you know, if your kids are happy, then it is 100% totally worth it. But otherwise, the roads were horrible. I had to go get pricing for tires. It's just one of those things. Yeah, that's basically about it. (laughs) Uh, All right. First up on the conversation, there has been scientists saying that the woolly mammoth has existed until about 4,000 years ago. Let's just say something crazy about this. You know, back in the day with woolly mammoths, you always thought saber-toothed tigers, woolly mammoths, as well as people. Well, apparently, the woolly mammoth has been found evidence saying that they only died like 4,000 years ago. And in other terms, it was only like 2000 BC that they passed away. That's not that long ago. And I'm pretty sure some of the DNA and stuff like that could be easily taken from it and maybe cloned with an elephant if humans don't kill elephants. little bit crazy if you ask me but it is what it is I think all right so yeah I thought I'd share that wonderful interesting uh, story with you because me personally I think I that was actually quite interesting but you know who really knows movie scenes there's been a lot of remixes not remixes, that's music. Uh, remakes, just things like that. And the one thing that I just kind of cringe on is the fact they are planning to make a Matrix 4. Everybody knows the Matrix. Everybody knows about the bullets and the weird world and things like that. So, the reason why I'm bringing this up 
is just for the simple fact Hollywood is running out of so many ideas it's just getting ridiculous like for example Bad Boys with Will Smith and Mark Lawrence they're coming back with two more episodes Men in Black International just try getting the whole franchise going again. Terminator is coming out with a new one. That one could be interesting, except Arnold Schwarzenegger is looking a little old. Linda Hamilton's looking a little old, but still a little hot. I don't know what to think about that one. But they're making a big deal out of it. Is it going to be as big as T2? No. Nobody can be bigger than TJ. Oh, bam! <laughs> I... I don't know, it's getting ridiculous, but of course, like I said before, people are running out of ideas, movies, TV shows, even beats. Because as soon as you have one simple little beat in your song, by accident, you're getting sued. That part's almost like a proven fact. If you take a look at Rihanna, no, 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 not Rihanna. Um, Perry, Perry, big boobs. Perry, Perry. And picture them bouncing up and down. I kissed a girl. Why do I want to say Jessica Perry when I know that's not it? She dated that freaking one dude. Perry, Perry, Perry. Not Perry, Tyler. Um, God damn it. Perry, Perry, Perry. I can see the boobs bouncing. God dang it. Ah. Do I have to message Kim and ask? No, not Tyler Perry. Not Jessica Perry. God dang it. Who? Katy Perry. God damn it. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. Because there's a song in Katy Perry's... Or there's a clip of a beat in Katy Perry's Black Horse song. Which can almost is traced back to a rap song back in like the 80s or the 90s and she's getting basically forced to pay for like a couple million dollars for it. They're running out of ideas guys, I tell you. There's no ifs, ands, or even buts about it. It's getting ridiculous. It's oh hell, even if you watch like cartoons and things like that you gotta be careful what you draw. There was one episode where uh, Seth MacFarlane wanted to use Woodstock in one of his episodes and when he contacted the Peanuts estate they actually said no he cannot use Woodstock and he's like okay that's fine whatever I'll do what I can with the, the rules and regulations so, he moves on and they actually, he presented to them, is this presentable to use in my cartoon? And they did a little bit of change with Woodstock, his hair, his feet, and stuff like that. And even his little speech bubble above him that shows like explanation marks, he had to change it so much, it looked incredibly weird. But, of course, copyright protection, things like that. 
but he did eventually have it in this uh, TV show. Right. Video games are starting to be a little bit more interesting as the new generation is going to be out within the next year. Google uh, Stat Stadia Stadlia Stadia they are coming out within probably the next six months. You can actually prepay for their controller and their, their little devices so I can't speak of. I can't speak at all, so I guess that's going to be a silly thing. <laughs> but they've already done that. Uh, Sony, they've actually released their plans to release the PlayStation 5 next year in the holidays of 2020. The reason why I brought this up, it's not because of Xbox with what they're planning to do or Sony with their future console. The reason why I brought this particular thing up is Google and the, I want to think I'm saying that wrong, but Stadia plans to try a predicted button press to conquer kind of like play. With it being on the cloud, you don't actually have a controller or like a system like PlayStation 5 sitting in front of you. It, you have a little box and that connects to the cloud where you can play your games and things like that. So this particular one, what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a software that more or less reads your buttons and tries to predict your next move. Like for example, if you're in hockey and you're set up at the points, you go pass, 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 shoot. So what the system wants to do is predict you passing right before you've actually pushed that button. So if it gets passed, 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 and it predicts there's a guy open, and that you're going to pass to him and possibly one time it, it wants to program itself to almost already hit the button like just a cunt hair before you hit the button like it's going to be absolutely incredible technology that I'm not even sure how it's going to do it or how it's how it's even going to work. It's going to be interesting to see how Google comes up with this and the other two competitors might actually have to come back and figure something else out like that. But on PlayStation note, they actually said PlayStation's still going to have physical discs. Discs <laughs> that people can buy is people are still wanting to put the game in the system and play that way. Me personally, I still like the old-fashioned, or the new way. Uh, everything's digital, everything's on the hard drive. But one of the reasons why this is going to eventually disappear with disc-wise is just because the discs itself are going to be so huge with content 
and files and things like that, what Sony is planning to have video games on discs as big as 100 gigs. That is incredibly big. But another thing that they're planning to do, like for example, say that I'm an online shooter, right? I can actually go into the disc and download a certain parts. So you'd have different files, like you'd have online gaming, uh, offline gaming, things like that. So if I wanted to, I can go download just the online game to the Sony hard drive. So that's the only thing that would be on the hard drive. Because one of the issues is if you didn't use the campaign mode offline, why should it be there if you don't need it? So Sony's trying to get ahead on that part, which I kind of like. Only time actually is gonna tell. All right, I have about two minutes before I have to take a break. Then we'll come back without like anything. You won't even know I took a break. <laughs> All right. Um, Google. All right. Anybody who has played uh, Mario Kart knows that one of the most dread and hated tracks ever made was Rainbow Road. It was one of the tracks my buddies and I would always like not even go close to. We would always pick every single one from that one. It just it was annoying, it was plain, stupid. Just stay away. We just feel, felt that it was a little bit better doing it that way. And you know something, it's true. But the reason why I'm bringing this up real quick is because the classic Rainbow Road has been added to Mario Kart Tour. Just in case you don't know what Mario Kart Tour is, I will tell you right after this. Oh man, what a tease, what a tease. Yes, we are back and just in case you don't know what Mario Kart Tour is, I'm going to tell you. First up, thank you for tuning in to Blitz Podcast. My name is Toby Brendel. I don't even think I introduced myself earlier, but it is what it is, and here I am. Alright, so Mario Kart Tour is your cell phone version of Mario Kart. Me, personally, I didn't care for it. One of the reasons being is it was meant for a one-hand control gaming system. So instead of turning it sideways, playing with like your digital D-pads, your buttons, you basically can move your thumb to the left, to the right. You could do something like tilt your phone left to the right, press the button for boost or whatever. Like, it's a great concept, great idea. Track changes like every week or every two weeks. Again, great idea, great concept, except of that whole gameplay. Kim from QC Indie, he actually said that he didn't like the controls upon it, and I totally agree with it. Another thing is I heard from Paul Charchin of KFAN, he said 
if you have a Nintendo Switch, don't even bother downloading it. It is free, but it's not worth the time if you have the Switch because for one, the Switch, you have all the controllers, you have everything there. You don't need that otherwise. They, uh, excuse me, what they could have did was tried something like uh, I don't have any more music. Damn it. Uh, what they could have did was tried making it more uh, game-padable, like for example the Switch and your cell phones. That right there would have been a heck of a lot better and a heck of a lot smarter. But anything is possible, but I really don't think they're going to do the cross-platform. I think they should, because that would have been cool playing with the kids on Mario Kart. Uh, who am I to say? I'm just a guy who's making a podcast about anything and everything. <laughs> uh, Alright. Remember Sesame Street? Way back in the day. Well, back in the day, basically, they learned simple things like colors, numbers, letters, um, sharing. Simple things like that. But now, Sesame Street is dipping their toes into things that have happened. Uh, happened? That affect our kids differently. Like, for example, autism. Um, I don't know if they have hit suicide yet. But now, the latest character they bring in trying to help kids learn about the effects of addiction. So I'm not sure how this is going to work. I don't know if it's going to be addiction to a child or addiction to a parent that's going to affect a child. Drugs, alcohol, uh, things like that. I'm not sure where you stand on things like this. In reality, does anybody watch Sesame Street anymore? I understand Sesame Street's the puppets, things like that, and now with it being on HBO, I really don't remember anybody talking about it or being close to anything that dealt with Sesame Street. It's one of those things where there's stronger memories of the show than anything else. I just it's blowing me away that Sesame Street's slowly dying, TV-wise. But there's other things that they're trying to bring back, like for example, Muppet Babies. Okay, at the start of the show, I sent you a little bit of a tease about a possibility of something happening with myself and the show. I got messaged by Henny D from the No Town Saints to ask if I wanted to start a podcast with him. My answer is yes. One of the biggest problems we're going to have is trying to find topics. Like, I'm stronger at uh, some topics. He's going to be stronger at other topics. Which, in reality, that's a normal thing. Because, like, for example, I'm a little bit better at hockey than I am baseball, but he's more stronger in baseball. We love uh, football. So it's just 
really, really interesting to see where it comes. He did have an idea of doing a show about very interesting topics like what I do with the woolly mammoth, uh, pulp culture, things like that. I'm absolutely fine with it, except some of my topics from this show might be leading to that one as well. Might not even be that bad. We're still working out the bugs. We have ideas that we want to come up with, as well as he's worried about recording. Me, personally, that's not an issue. One of the things that I told him, I said, we can Skype. He records one side, I record mine. Then we can basically splice them together and go from there. So it's nothing that bad. We can get it figured out and we can go from there. All right, you guys, that is basically about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send off on the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at thebloodsmorningshow at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Blitz Podcast. If I've been trying to do a lot more writing and things like that on the website, go visit at theblitzmorning.com and we can kind of help mold that as the mother lord of the show. Like, for example, you can go on there, read articles, as well as listen to all the episodes. So it's not that bad. <laughs> but you can find us everywhere podcasts can be found. Like, for example, Apple, Google, iHeart, I got to fix up. But Spotify, everything, it's there. It's great. But I recommend you guys using Radio Public because every time you listen to a full show or 60% of the show, we do get a donation to the show from Radio Public. So the more you listen to our show, the more we actually get a bigger donation. It doesn't cost anything to you. It costs tons to us. Two cents might not be a lot, but it sure helps in the long run. Alrighty, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Blitz Podcast. And I will see you next week with part two of Storytime. And you know something, guys? I already have it recorded. So all I got to do is upload it. Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Let's go. Sipping on the blood. my gun.